0: hello and welcome to cubs pod your daily dose of digestible domineering cubs content i'm your host danny rocket here to tell you what's happening in the world of the chicago cubs on august the 27th 2023 first of all shout out to all of our patreon supporters and if you're not a patreon supporter and you enjoy cubs pod and the sun ranto show early and ad free Hey, why not uh, give us a subscribe for only a dollar at patreon.com sunranto. Cubs pod is free this month, but you only have four more days of free Cubs pod. And then you got to be a subscriber and you get it delivered right to your inbox or pod catcher of choice. And it's a good time had by all and you help support this show. But let's get into this incredible debut by a Cubs rookie pitcher, and we haven't seen anything like this really since Mark Pryor, uh, when a homegrown Cubs pitching talent made their debut so dominantly and excited the hell out of everybody. And I remember last year, um, Hayden Wisniewski had a heck of a debut as well. Uh, He wasn't great in relief last night, but uh, Wicks was, in. well, it started terribly, but we'll get to that. And then he had a really dominant performance um, this was an interesting stat uh, about Jordan Wicks that he joined Dutch Ruther R-U-E-T-H-E-R from t- 1917 Mark Pryor and Thomas Diamond in 2010 who I really don't remember as the only Cubs pitchers since 1901 to record nine or more strikeouts in an MLB debut Pryor and Diamond share the record, though, with 10 punch-outs apiece. Wicks had nine through five innings last night. Either way, it was some exciting stuff. And wow, too bad he wasn't up the last time Smiley pitched. Just a little bit too late on that, Cubs management. You knew that Stroman has been gone for a long time now. Stroman's been gone, and you've been dicking around, and meanwhile, you've got this guy wasting his bullets. I don't know. I don't understand the complete uh, lack of balls. I don't. I don't understand. Like, be a little braver. Bring your dudes up. Trust your system. And you know, it's everything's taken a little bit too long with this team. And because of it, we're behind the Brewers. And we're just sitting there in the wild card hanging out for freaking dear life as other teams are trying to do the same thing that we're trying to do, which is make the postseason tournament. But um, I love, I'm not going to complain too much because that was freaking awesome by Jordan Wicks. I can't be more excited about it, but I still feel like this game was mismanaged in many respects. And um, it's the freaking Pirates, man. Like... It, this, let's just get into the game and I'm sure I will espouse on uh, some more of this so it did not get it off to a great start for the Cubs hit uh, with his summer being over struck out to start the game uh, now here's an example I knew I'd get right into it Mike okay, uh last two weeks he's been struggling so you know, we all know it's the summer of Mike Tauchman. We all know this guy's playing over his skis. We all love what we're seeing out of Mike Tachman. He's been a great role player. But do you know what happened? He's not the leadoff hitter anymore. That ship sailed. So tinker with it. Tinker with it. Send Talkman down to number seven if you want to play him. You know, maybe now's the time to not play him against lefties. Now the time is the time to let him kind of rest a little bit. You know, he had his summer. Now we need an autumn of Mike Tachman. and we're not going to get it because they just keep. Oh no, Mike Talkman! You know, you know he's chiseled this way. He's got to be the first batter of the game because it's his summer, dude. It's fall. It's fall. He's been bad for a while. Like you see him struggling. He had a hit in this game. In fact, he started a rally. But I'm just saying, Mike Tachman does not belong at the top of the lineup right now. So just, you got to take. I almost missed the Joe Madden days when he changed the lineup every freaking day and everybody complained. But you know what? The Cubs won when that happened. And, you know, and I don't think that should happen. I don't think that, you know, every day you should have a different lineup. But like, when individual situations where you have some dudes that are malleable, like, Mike Tauchman who's not like some creature of habit. Like the dude's a freaking fourth outfielder that was hanging on for dear life in the major leagues until he had started having the summer of Mike Tauchman. But he doesn't belong in the leadoff spot right now. I'm just wishing for some, I guess, preliminary moves that are made before the bad happens. Like I remember back in the day when everybody's like, oh, Al Mora needs a chance against... Uh, righties because he'd be good but they shouldn't platoon him and you know what everybody was wrong everybody was wrong about that it wasn't true and Almora was never that great of an outfielder and everybody thought he was good but he just you know he, he just it, it, it was about the positioning it w- wasn't about his speed he, he dove for balls that normal center fielders didn't have to and made everybody think he was good like there was all this empty batting average with that guy and uh, now I'm into Albert Almore and I'm only on the first batter of the game there's going to be a long coast pod and we have a show tonight on the Sunrantho show so I will stop about the Mike Talkman, but you got to move him down the order use him wisely I'm sick of this crap. I'm I'm sick of Ross GPT. It, I'm I can't stand it. You know that he's gonna blow a game when we do get to the postseason tournament. He's gonna blow a game and it's gonna blow the season. And everybody's gonna blame David Ross. And he's gonna be back out there. Everybody be mad. I I this is my premonition. I think I dreamed it last night. But Mike Tachman struck out swinging to start the first inning. But you know what? So. So did Dansby Swanson. See, you got no problem with moving Dansby Swanson to the two hole. You, you know, like, oh, five to two. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So will move Dansby around. He can handle it. Well, guess what? So can Mike Tauchman. And I'm not saying that, that you know, Mike Tauchman shouldn't have let off yesterday. Maybe he should have. But I'm just saying his summer is over and uh, you got to deal with that no matter how you need to do it, whether it's days off or whatever. See, now I'm back on the leadoff hitter, and uh, I'll stop. Dansby Swanson struck out swinging in the two hole. Ian Happ then flew out but it was a long fly out um i also didn't mention the matchups uh i did mention jordan wicks of course uh but i did not mention that the pirates were using an opener again um in in this game it was selby who went two innings and did have three strikeouts he didn't he had a one two three first inning which i just described but um with a lot of asides about Mike Tauchman. But in the bottom of the first, well, with one ball on him, Key Brian Hayes, the Pirates lead off Homer. In the, it's the first batter that Jordan Wicks ever faced in the major leagues. He gave up a home run. It was one nothing. Pirates. Key Brian Hayes took him deep into the left field corner, and it was not a great debut for Jordan Wicks. And so at that point, you know he's got the butterflies going. You know that that's exactly the thing that he didn't want to happen, that that was the thing that would only happen in his nightmares. But, um, yeah, one nothing, and I make the joke, well, Jordan Wicks is a bust on Twitter, which, by the way, is a joke I've made many, many a time. About numerous Cubs debuts, whether they be free agent signings, like I made the joke about Jason Hayward. I actually looked it up. If you look up my Twitter handle and the word "bust," you'll see all the times I've made a bust. Well, it's it. I forget that in this day and age, like sarcasm is dead. That nobody understands that. Like, you know, I am constantly being sarcastic, and really, everything I say is. Um, they're sarcastic and, and a joke, but people are like, better apologize for that Jordan Wicks comment. I'm like, no, I'm not going to apologize for a joke. That was obviously a joke when I made the joke. Anyway, it was uh, it, Jordan Wicks was a bust for the first three batters of the game because Brian Reynolds came up and singled, and then Andrew McCutcheon walked. And now the greatest mound visit in the history of baseball happened. And that was Tommy Haddaby going out there and talking to Jordan Wicks. And after that, it was nothing but caves, baby. And I think that I mean, word on the street is that he just said, "Hey, trust your stuff, settle the hell down, and uh, you're you're gonna do this." Like, and and he did. Connor Joe struck out swinging. Andy Rodriguez called out on strikes. Uh, just it looked like it froze him. He froze him. The ball was up and in to to the right-handed hitter, Andy, and it was um, a thing of beauty. He didn't know what to do with it. He got kind of jammed, but he would have been jammed had he swung because he was thinking it was going to be outside. It was inside, and boy, it was just just a thing of beauty. Just placed it right in the pocket of the strike zone. And then uh, Josh Palacios struck out swinging as well. So after a pretty terrible debut, uh, he struck out the side. Top of the second, Cubs go one, two, three. Say a out. Bottom of the second, well, two more strikeouts for Jordan Wicks. Five strikeouts in a row. Leover Peguero uh, struck out. Jack Swinski struck out. And then Alika Williams grounded out to end the inning. So now Wicks is cruising. Top of the third, the closer comes out. And uh, Colin Selby goes and sits. Osvaldo Beto, who we faced before, comes into the game. And the Cubs tie it up. So Miguel Amaya walked with one out. And then Nick Madrigal singled and made it first and second. Mike Tockman, with his summer being slightly back, took a walk. And that put the bases loaded. Beto couldn't find the plate. Walks Dansby. Walks Hap, Two to one. Then Bellinger grounds out. Um, which he hit the ball really hard. And I thought that maybe they were going to be able to turn two, but Leo Verpagero, their second baseman, could not handle the ball. And uh, it was then three to one Cubs as uh, Mike Tachman scored. Dansby Swanson moves to third. Ian Happ moved to second. And now uh, we have two outs. It's three to one. It looks like the. Well, I mean, it looks like you could pour out. Like at any one of these points. Somebody hits a double or even a single, and you'll score more than one run on the play. Cubs could not manage that despite really having quite a few runners ready to come in. And it was only 3-1 to after Suzuki grounded out to end the inning. And uh, at least we got the lead. So uh, bottom of the third. Wicks continues, two more strikeouts of Hayes and McCutcheon. Uh, McCutcheon was called out on strikes, and um, it, it, at this point, I believe the Pirates bench was chirping pretty good at the umpire, but I looked it up. Those were strikes. They were on the corners, but and so maybe if they have an umpire who's, you know, C.B. Buckner or something like that, he's not going to get those calls. He, I mean, C.B. Buckner, you might not get a strike call if the ball's right down the middle, but it's... Um, it, it, he's living on the corners which is what you do if you're awesome and that's what he did and he was getting those calls and the pirates didn't like it but you know they were strikes if you look at the chart as i did we're in good shape with that stuff uh, as far as them actually being strikes so like the robot comes in still a strike bros um so anyway one two three in the bottom of the third top of the fourth cubs go one two three couple of groundouts and a strikeout from Amaya, Candelario, and Morrell. Bottom of the fourth, it continues. Two more strikeouts. That's how you get nine. Connor Joe struck out. Josh Palacio struck out. Andy Rodriguez grounded out in the middle of all that. And freaking Wicks is cruising. I like, mean, what a debut. I mean, Cub fans have a lot to be excited about. There's a homegrown pitcher. Wow, this is great. So top of the fifth, uh, Cubs. And they start piling it on a little bit. Um, Nick Madrigal started leading by Grounded Out. But Mike Tauchman singled. So maybe I'm wrong about Talkman. Maybe he should be a leadoff. I'm just saying his summer's over. And you got to, like, not treat him like he's a damn all-star. Anyway, Tauchman singled, started the rally. Because then Dansby walked. Ian Happ doubled. Now, this double, it was down the uh, right field line. And to me... I would have been mad if it was against the Cubs because I would have been like, man, you got to knock that ball down, you know, because I feel like, you know, Connor Joe was playing first base, and I'm like, isn't he an outfielder? So I think maybe you see some of that because I don't think that was an actual double. I think that was an, an out, maybe even a double play. But Hap, it ended up a double because the guy didn't touch it. Uh, Joe didn't touch it. And then uh, Bellinger added on. Well, then it was 5-1 to one after Hap's double. Bellinger singled six to one, then Seiya Suzuki, who's freaking up, having a nine-game hit streak, and really since taking that breather, is on fire, completely on fire. He triples. I mean, Pittsburgh's got a big outfield, but uh, you know they. It was really uh, he gapped it. Uh, Brian Reynolds had to make try to make a diving play, uh, could not reach the ball. And couldn't get to it that fast. And then kind of like, I don't know, it seemed a little slow and getting up and getting the ball. And I don't know. It seemed a little lackadaisical, really. Uh, but, I mean, the man had just dove through the air. So maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe the wind was knocked out of him. I don't know. But either way, say a Suzuki ended up on third base and the score ended up 7-1. to one. Jamer Candelario, oh, well, for, they changed pitchers because Osvaldo Beto just was pretty much terrible. He gave up eight runs on eight hits, had five walks and now has a, only one strikeout and had an, has now an ERA of 636. So that's rough stuff for Beto. I don't know. I mean, the Pirates are probably the only team he'd be on and maybe last year's Cubs. So um, the hit parade keeps going. As Ryan Barucki, Cub great Ryan Barucki, he did spend some time in Iowa earlier this year, I looked it up and it seems that the Cubs just released him, and that was the end of Ryan Barucki's time with the Cubs, and he was, well, granted free agency, which I believe is pretty much the same thing, maybe a little less insulting kind of like an honorary discharge from the Army so um, he ended up with the Pirates, and he ended up pitching against the Cubs, and Jamer Candelario greeted him with a single and that's scored Suzuki from third. And then Christopher morell comes to the plate. He doubles. And um, Jamer Candelario ends up on third base. And then a little weird play. Uh, man, there's only one out in the inning. You got Jamer Candelario. And I don't know if this was like a contact play kind of thing. But uh, Miguel Amaya grounded the ball to key Brian Hayes. And freaking Candelario just kind of caught out there, ends up in a, in a rundown, and there was no point to it, and I don't know, it's got to be that contact play thing. I, it just drives me nuts. Uh, caught caught out there, comes a little two-plan action, it's hard to know what to do. I mean, Candelario, I mean, it, he's not going to s- probably score on this play. They're definitely going to go home with it. Do- if they're definitely going to go home with it, don't you just kind of maybe stay at third I don't know it's it's hard to know I mean Morrell's on second so he's definitely probably running the third but is the play on that point at that point to just freeze like almost think of it like a, a sharp ground ball to the infield should be considered when you know that they're going to come home with it like if they're playing in or especially if it is to the third baseman that that should be a play in which you don't try to run unless you've got like super wheels coming at you I don't know but it's frustrating the Cubs run ran themselves out of the inning because uh, Candelaria was out and then Nick Magical grounded out and that was the end of the inning so but the Cubs were up oh, 8-1 in the fifth inning. I mean, sure, they've got five more chances for the Pirates, but you like our chances right now, especially with Wicks on the mound. like killing it. Um this point, the strikeout stopped for Wicks. He ended up with nine, but the bottom of the fifth went like this. Leover Verpiguerro lined out. Sawinski popped out, and then Alika Williams grounded out. But he hit the ball hard, and Jamer Candelario had to make a nice diving play to get him. So Wicks's line ended up really, I mean, as incredible as you could think. I mean, it was only, I think, 80 pitches when they got him out of there. But they he hasn't pitched much more than 80 pitches. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. They're still like, quote unquote, developing him. Um, Wicks... Uh, It went five innings pitched, two hits, which were the first two batters of the game, one run, which was the first batter of the game, one walk, which is the third batter of the game, and nine strikeouts. So you got to love that. And congratulations to him and congratulations to us. Top of the sixth, Cubs do nothing. Bottom of the sixth, Hayden Wisniewski came out and was good in his first inning of work, got a couple of ground outs from Key Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, and then he struck out Andrew McCutcheon. And then uh, Robert Zestrezny, Cub great, comes into the game and replaces Ryan Barucki, Uh, another Cub great, well, Iowa Cub great. And he got us one, two, three. Bellinger, Suzuki, and Candelario did nothing. And then in the bottom of the seventh, the wheels kind of came off for the Cubs, and Hayden Wisniewski started off with a Connor Joe single, then there was an Andy Rodriguez fly out, but then Josh Palacio singled, and that made it first and third, and then Leo Piguero hit a sack fly, eight to two. No big deal, right? But then we got some issues. Uh, Jack Sawinski walked, Alika Williams singled, and they were just kind of... Chipping away, chipping away. And it was eight to three. And then Key Brian Hayes singled. So like the pirates were like doling out singles, like they're at a strip club. And it was eight to four then. And then Ross GPT had said seen enough. And in comes Mark Leiter Jr. and is immediately greeted with a Brian Reynolds double. Which scored two more, making it eight to six. Way too close for comfort. And this ball bounced well, seemingly out of play. But I guess that's not out of play. Um, it, well, it, well, it it was a stadium boundary call, so it was out of play. But I no, it wasn't a ground rule double. I, I'm not sure like how this works because the runners both scored. But the Cubs challenged the play and they said, hey, that runner from third or the trailing runner would not have scored. And so I'm like, well, if it's a ground rule double, because it's not called a ground rule double, okay? Um, It was called, I don't know. I guess that's what was challenged. Like, was it out of play? And it wasn't. So Suzuki made the play and then threw it in. Either way, eight to six. It took forever for them to figure it out. And then Andrew McCutcheon struck out swinging. Thomas Hatch came in, who, I don't know, did he play for the Cubs? Probably. If he's on the Pirates pitching in the bullpen, he probably played for the Cubs at some point. But Tom Hatch <clears throat> came in and was really good. He got Morrell striking strike out, who probably needs a Suzuki-type rest. Amaya and then Madrigal both grounded out. And it was 8-6, to six, a little too close for comfort at this point. Bottom of the eighth. Cu- uh, lighter stays in the game. Gets Joe, uh, gets Eddie Rodriguez striking out, and then Josh Palacios line out to Dansby Swanson. And that was the end of the inning. Top of the ninth, Cubs added on a couple of insurance runs. Uh, Mike Tachman, his summer, now over, grounded out. Dansby Swanson singled. And then Ian Happ grounded out, uh, but Dansby Swanson was out and Ian Happ was safe at first, so it's basically a fielder's choice. And then uh, Cody Bellinger singled. Ian Happ went to third, first, and third. And then Seiya Suzuki, on fire, already a triple in the game, uh, doubled. And that scored both Bellinger and Happ. And it was now 10-6. to 6, And they wouldn't need all of it. Well, they wouldn't need all of it, but they wouldn't even need those two runs. But it was nice to have because it means that Daniel Palencia could replace uh, Mark Leiter Jr instead of using Adbert Alzolay your closer who you're in the string of you're in the middle of a bunch of games you've won a fair amount of them Alzolay's young pitcher been used quite a bit and it would be nice to give him the night off but that would not be the case um, because Daniel Palencia did not do that great of a job, because he comes out and he does get the first hitter, Leo Verpregero, the second baseman, lined out to Ian Happ. Then Sawinski walked. Then they brought in G. Uh, Juan Bay, no relation to Jason Bay. Thank you very much, Boog, for putting that out on the broadcast the other night. He uh, comes in for Alika Williams and he struck out. So <laughs> nice, nice work. Uh, and Key Brian Hayes then walks. So, oh man, come on, dude. You're up four. Quit screwing around. Go after these guys, Palencia. You've got elite stuff. You really do. Maybe you just t- or just wild today. I don't know. Maybe you're tired. Um, so two walks. Now, here's where the mismanagement comes in. I mean, you're, you have the tying run on deck. You got one out. I get it. You got Brian Reynolds coming up. Uh, no, sorry, you have two outs um, at this point because he struck out Bay. Then, then you get the walk. Okay, so now you have the tying run on a deck. That is technically a save situation at this point. You don't need to get at Bert you don't, you're up by four. Even if Daniel Palencia right now gives up a three-run homer to Brian Reynolds, you still are likely to win this game. There was no point at all, maybe some point, tiny little point, where, okay, now it's a safe situation, you go get, you're closer. But wh- why also not well, like whens I'm going to look it up right now. When is the last time that Adbert Alzali pitched? I, it should come up fairly quickly. So please bear with me for one moment as I look up his game logs. The last time that Alzali pitched was on August 26th. So that was well, no, no, sorry, that was yesterday. Point one innings. It was on uh, August 24th on Thursday. So. I guess you could say that maybe... I mean, he didn't pitch Friday. Two days off in a row? Maybe you going to need him on Sunday? Like, I, 0.1 innings, he's definitely available. You know, he only threw freaking three pitches, for God's sake. But he had to warm up, and he had to do all that stuff. I'm just saying, like, I just think you can leave Palencia out. That's all I'm saying, I think. So, i sorry to waste so much time. We're already at, like, 27 minutes with this podcast. But, anyway... How's light comes out? Strikes out Reynolds. Much rejoicing. I Maybe mean, three pitches, all strikes. <laughs> I mean, it th- th- comes out, one, two, three. You're out. And it was the right move. Cubs win the game. But could have been Palencia. A little bit too interesting of a ball game for my taste. Uh, I don't know what was wrong with... Um... With 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 Wisniewski. Cubs had 10 hits in the game. Scored 10 runs. Good to see they haven't been scoring a lot of runs lately. I mean, it's Pirates pitching. We're facing Brewers pitching next week. We'll talk all about it on Sun Ranta show tonight with our good friend Eric Wheelow. So uh, today, it's going to be Javier Assad, who was supposed to pitch yesterday against Bailey Falter, who will probably pitch more innings than... Most of the Pirates pitchers have uh, pitched, uh, with the exception of Mitch, Mitch Calderoke, of course, who did an amazing job against us on Friday night. Um, so, yeah, Bailey Falter, who actually came over from Philadelphia in a trade right at the trade deadline, and um, he wasn't very good for Philadelphia. So they traded him. His last outing for them was against the Giants in San Francisco. And he gave up six runs on eight hits through 4.1. Uh, but none of them were earned. <laughs> Poor guy. So probably I'm going to blame Kyle Schwarber. Probably, probably was all his fault. And uh, But the last time Bailey Falter went out there, he only gave up one run on three hits and had eight strikeouts. And that was versus St. Louis. And against the Mets, uh, the time before that, only one run on four hits. It's been pretty good. The only time he gave up some runs was against Atlanta, who's got one of the best offenses in baseball. So gave up four against them through through four. Javier Assad, he's been pretty good as a starter. Gave up two runs on five hits through 5.1 against Detroit had a pretty similar adding against the white Sox. was great against toronto so uh yeah i mean what i've been seeing out of javier Assad as a starter it's been awesome it's a shame that he spent so much time in the minor leagues this year (laughs) just saying he's he was gone for a fair amount of this season didn't make a lot of sense to me they haven't used him he's only appeared in 23 total games um He hasn't been in the circle of trust. Probably should have been. And uh, they've seen him a little bit. The Pirates, Connor, not this year, though, at all. Um, Everybody, the most at-bats against him are Brian Reynolds with three, only has a hit. Sawinski and Joe have faced him. You heard all this on yesterday's Cubs pod with uh, Michael Cotton thinking that Javier Assad was going to be yesterday's starting pitcher, and uh, he was going to be. He was announced as the starting pitcher online for pretty much the entire day, and then TBD was Sunday, but they switched it all around. I don't know why this stuff takes so long to figure out as they're trying to keep it a secret f- so that the Pirates don't figure it out. I'm Maybe that's a little bit of gamesmanship. But uh, J- Connor Joe and Jack Swinsky have homered, and they're only a bat against him. And Bailey Falter uh, gomps. I think he'll be in there tonight. Oh, I didn't mention this. That I thought it was interesting that they had Amaya catch Wicks make, make, instead of the veteran. But Wicks and Amaya had worked together before. So it made all the sense in the world that they would do it that way. So uh, Gomes, though, has two at-bats against Bailey Falter. He's homered in both of them. So you got to put him out there, don't you? You just have to. And um, Morrell is 2-for-3, and Dansby Swanson is 3-for-5. So we have liked what we've seen out of Falter. Um, Happ is 1-for-3. So I like it. I think the Pirates season is going to falter, and I think this series is going to falter for them. I'll be at the game. Maybe you'll see me on TV. I'm going to be a little bit on the first base side. And the second section back. So I'm being pretty prime foul ball territory. Not that I know how to catch one, but it's where I'll be. Looking forward to it. Um, I have an extra ticket (laughs) to the game because unfortunately my cousin cannot go. They have a birthday party to go that barely conflicts, but it does conflict. And I do also want to mention that uh, next Saturday i will be performing a a set of music at a place called binsky's bar in cincinnati it's in camp washington it's a chicago bar and it's having a meat raffle there's (laughs) at some point not when i'm there but uh they are having a meat raffle coming up so you know it's our kind of place and Billy DeVore hooked this all up because we're going to be doing a live podcast starting at 1.30 at Binsky's Bar in Cincinnati. I'm going to play a set of music and it's going to be a freaking awesome time. And then we're going to go watch baseball in Cincinnati Labor Day weekend. So come hang out at Binsky's Bar on Saturday. Uh, what day? The, that's the 2nd of September, actually. So anyway, there's your Cubs pod. Went a little bit long could because, you know, because I couldn't shut up. It also sounded weird because I forgot my microphone. So sorry about all of it. Actually, I'm not. This is free entertainment, except if you're a Patreon supporter, in which case you you support my habit of talking too much. Spagog.